Welcome, we are the Revs USA. I'm Reverend Dr. Bill Russell. And I'm Reverend Dr. Penny Taylor. We're happy you have joined us on Awaken Kindness by the Revs USA, a podcast from the Center to Awaken Kindness. For commercial-free premium listening, subscribe to us at awakenkindness.com. And this day, we'll have a little bit of scripture, a little bit of reflection, some prayer, some singing, and some time together. Come join the journey, and let us see what God has planned. Jesus' ministry is flourishing. Not only does he have tax collectors and sinners coming to listen to him, but the Pharisees and the scribes are grumbling, complaining. He welcomes sinners and eats with them. Jesus' words are for all of us this day, regardless where we are on the spectrum of life, whether we feel that we've sinned a bit or we think we're really holy. Jesus offers us the parable of the prodigal and his brother. Today we unpack that, trying to understand what does it mean to be an individual and what does it mean to be in participation, to be an individual, to find the sense of personhood, a sense of centeredness, or is that sense of individualism driving us into loneliness, disintegration in life? In the same part about participation, what does it mean to participate, to be in communion with God, to be in communion with Christ's love? We're falling into a self-seclusion where there's a loss of even self-relatedness. So come join the journey. Let's explore the story Jesus offers this day. For commercial-free premium listening, subscribe to us at awakenkindness.com. Experience all that the Revs USA offer at the Center to Awaken Kindness, where tradition and experimentation invite mindful contemplative action. Know it. Listen to, subscribe, and share Awaken Kindness, a podcast by the Revs USA. Watch and subscribe to mindfully inspirational shows on the Revs USA own Awaken Kindness Network. Be it. Journal your discoveries with a mindful journal from the Center to Awaken Kindness, offering an enhanced creative journaling experience. Pray. Integrate prayer into daily life with a prayer book by the Revs USA. Live it. Share it. Make mindful contemplation a part of daily life. Wear contemplative art, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. Discover all the possibilities at centertoawakenkindness.com. Welcome to the Awaken Kindness Podcast by the Revs USA, the Reverend Dr. Penny Taylor and the Reverend Dr. Bill Russell, co-founders of the Center to Awaken Kindness. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 3, and verses 11 through 32. Now all the tax collectors and sinners 
were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property and dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout the country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of the country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare, but here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father's house and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father but while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet and get the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered his father, Listen, for all these years, I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your commandment. Yet you have never given me a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found.
the parable or the story of the prodigal and his brother that Jesus provides us to stay in scripture is known by many folks. It's a pretty popular scripture verse. It's about two sons who are with the father. And the one son wants their inheritance early. So the father divides up the properties, provides the son who wishes to go out to explore life in different ways, the money that was owed them in the inheritance. And then slowly with time, that life is not as grand as it seemed. The money gets burnt through and soon that son has nothing and imagines that life, even as one of the paid people of his father, would be much better than what they're doing. And makes the big choice to come back, to ask not for a new inheritance, but simply to possibly work for his father. I'd like us to think about the three characters. You've got the son who took the money, lived a life, a very high rich life off the money for a while. The other son who continued to work for the father on a daily basis in and out and the father. And I'd like us to think about it through the lens of what it means to be an individual and what it means to be in participation with others and with God. For this story is really about participation with God. What does that look like? How does that look? For God is love. God loves everyone. And God's grace is all around if we simply look for it. So let's look at the first son. He had taken the money, he squandered it, dissolute living, as it says. He spent everything, had nothing left. Then made a huge decision that his individualization that he took had resulted in a a complete sense of loneliness, a complete disintegration of who he was as a person. There was no sense of sacred left really in his life. It was all profane and it made no sense to him anymore. And yet he knew there was a different way of life. He had seen it as an example of his father in the way his father treated those that worked for him, a hired hand and how that life as a hired hand was superior to the loneliness, the disintegration, the, the, the disillusionment that he was facing. And he took it upon himself. He had enough sense of self, enough sense of personhood, enough centered self, that courage that comes from deep within, from God that is deep within, to say a change has to occur. Life can be different. And we don't always need a whole lot of that within us to make life change because that is God's grace deep within us that allows us to understand that life can be different and we can do something different in life to sort of take that power of being deep within that courage that comes from that deep within no matter how small and let that be nurtured. Now it's not the optimal sense of being a person or of centeredness by any means. But that son recognized through the example of his father that there was grace in the world. There was a different way to do life. 
and that he built upon that courage deep within and took a leap of faith to see if it could be different for him. Now the story goes, he finally gets back towards the father and the father, people see him coming in the distance and the father decides to throw a huge party rejoicing that the son had come back. Now that's a part of participation which is beautiful. There's a communion that the father already has with that son, a participation even before the son returns back and starts to talk sees him off in the distance and says, we can celebrate. Let's, you know, get our party going here. This is a gift. Now that's really hard for us, I think, in our world to sort of let the bygones be gone and to be in the moment to share love. The natural tendency, of course, I think, is to hold grudges, to sort of do as the Pharisees and the scribes are doing in today's scripture, grumble and say, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. How horrible. Look what that son did and create a whole list of, well, see what they did? But that's not what the father does. At least not in this story. This father is grateful, happy, and wonderfully filled with joy to see his son again. Regardless of the money, regardless of the profane, everyday stuff that has happened, or the loss of richness, riches, it's that love of participation, the participation that is connected in a universal participation of love. Not driving anyone into a self-seclusion, not any sense of lost relatedness. But in that moment, the other son, who's been working there for years, hasn't asked for the money that the other brother took, feels that that participation is really a self-seclusion. There's, there's a sense of a self, a lack, a loss of self-relatedness with the father and definitely with that brother. And in that moment, that other son is feeling extremely lonely. Life is just sort of decaying around him because all of a sudden, this brother of his has re-entered the picture and there's a huge party. And for what? He spent all the money, he went off, did nothing. And here, this son's been doing all the work, trying to help the father to keep what they had. Now it's easy to fall prey into that part of life, to be that son in all our different walks of life to feel that we have lost everything, not realizing that we have just gained a whole lot at the same time. And luckily in this story, both sons have a regeneration, a renewal, a rebirth, one could say. The father reassures the other son who's been working all those years. Son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours, but we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. And in that, there's an awakening, a reformation, a new understanding of what participation truly is for that family. 
And the Father is setting the tone, the pace, allowing the sons to come back together, allowing the family to come together as a participatory group to reconnect so that no one ends up in a sense of loneliness or despair or disintegration because of who they are as an individual but rather a sense of personhood for each individual is empowered. Each one can have a new understanding of centeredness of who they are in relationship with each other and the whole. And that's what love does. It takes us out of our self-seclusion. And our self-seclusion is really about that lack of participation in life with love. And it creates a loss of self-relatedness. And when that all comes back together, there's this communion we have and we share with each other that is deep within each of us, deep within the very core of who we are. Because it's God's love deep within, being shared between people. And it opens up a whole new form of participation. You could call it a universal participation of love between all the parties. And that is shown in this story through a big gathering, a big party. Not just shared between the three, the two brothers and the father, but everyone. Because the brother who was dead has come back. They were lost and have been found. And that is how it is with God's love for each of us. Each of us at times fails. We're human. We have free will. We do stuff sometimes. God's love is the Father's love in this story. It is always accepting of us. Doesn't hold grudges. Doesn't condemn like the Pharisees and the scribes in today's story. But opens a possibility for a whole new sense of participation. A whole new sense of relatedness. A whole new sense of turning loneliness into a full sense of personhood. And that's the gift of individuation and participation when it's fueled by God's love. A love that is continuously all around us, if we can open our eyes to it. A love that is always accepting and has accepted us even before we ask for the acceptance. It's a love that is able to be here and now in our life. If we take a moment of time to be like that son who opened the possibilities that I could go back to the father. I could maybe at least work for him. And then the father opens everything up in love. My hope today is we can listen to the words of the scripture and we can begin to enact them in our life. Now, I know that can be really hard. Family dynamics, I understand that with family therapy and being a family theorist. But it's also possible. We have a choice in how we participate. We have a choice in how we are an individual in life. We have a choice to be like the father in this story. To love. To define what participation means in the most universal sense of love and then live it. Amen.
For commercial-free premium listening, subscribe to us at awakenkindness.com. Experience all that the Revs USA offer at the Center to Awaken Kindness. Know it. Listen to, subscribe, and share Awaken Kindness, a podcast by Revs USA. Be it. Journal your discoveries with a mindful journal. Live it. Wear contemplative art, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. Discover all the possibilities at centertoawakenkindness.com. Let us join together in the prayer Jesus shared for all of us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Well, it's that time. What time is it? Today I'm happy to share a new verse to Amazing Grace. We all, many of us know that song. But this verse I call Amazing Grace, how powerful that gift. And it's about the gift of God's grace. And how it's a gift to receive it. A gift from God, high above and deep within each of us. A gift free to receive. So let us join together in amazing grace. How powerful that gift. Amazing grace. How powerful that gift. A gift that sets us free. We want once were lost, but now were found. Was blind, but now we see. Twas grace that taught our heart to love, and grace our angst relieved how precious does that grace appear each and every day amazing grace a gift to receive a gift for you and me, a gift from God high above and deep within, a gift free to receive. Well, we thank you this day for joining us. We've had a wonderful gift of time together, together with you. 
join us at the Revs USA, D-A-R-E-V-S USA, on most social media networks, or at our website, centertoawakenkindness.com. For commercial-free premium listening, subscribe to us at awakenkindness.com. And we look forward to joining with you again. But before we go today, let's have a parting thought. May God's light shine upon you. May God's grace shine through you. And may you experience divine love. Amen. Amen. So be it. Amen. So be it. So what do you think? We'd love to hear from you. Find us at USA. D-A-R-E-V-S-U-S-A, on social media, as well as at our website, centertoawakenkindness.com, where you can discover all the exceptional educational learning opportunities and mindful contemplative practices that inspire, empower, and transform. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, let's keep bringing the mystery of Christ's love alive in the world. Peace, love, and blessings from Penny and Bill, the Revs USA.